Welcome to part two of this out of line discussion with Michael Newstead and Taylor, AKA Siggy. All right, so now the lightning round of social media questions. So ready. Um, so I know one of you is online more than the other. Well. Do you? I mean, that's actually, now that I'm going to read. That's a I'm, presumption. I, <laughs> I know, I need to like back up and reword this. I know one of you posts more than the other. So are you guys online the go. same amount? Or no. is one, no. I, in fact, Taylor far outweighs me yeah. in the amount of time he spends on I spend media. a lot of time on Instagram. I really? really? I don't post very much. I probably post once or twice a week. He's a sniper. Yeah. I'm like a secret, secret Instagram lurker. I had no uh, idea. I'm, I, it's, I think I said before, but I, it's the only social media that I use. I don't, I don't use Twitter or Facebook or Tumblr or anything like that. Um, and I didn't, I, I don't particularly like posting it because I don't, I feel like the, 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 the most well-received things that I post are just selfies and I don't want to just post pictures of myself because I don't like that. Um, so I mostly just end up posting pictures of my book and people don't care at all. <laughs> but I, I have like... I think I have like 150 followers, so yes. it's like not exactly the end of the world if I post something and it's not well received. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Mm. That's I'm I'm on uh, Instagram near constantly though. Wow. Yeah. All right. And what about you, Michael? I would say I probably spend 20 minutes on Instagram a day, maybe like usually like. 15 minutes in the morning right when I wake up just do a little scroll see who, see if anyone's messaged me and then a few minutes at night usually send out some DMs as they're called <laughs> I literally, that's I the DM noise <laughs> okay, I was sending out DMs sometimes it's a bit of, sometimes the messages are a bit alarming y'all I literally um, jumped that yeah. scared me for some reason that's um, sorry <laughs> um, like the DMs most of the time mm. um yeah, I I used to really be engaged on Instagram. I used to meet a lot. I we met on Instagram. We so Caroline. did. Um, so and Taylor and I um, actually uh, met, reacquainted, got acquainted on Facebook at first. Oh yeah. I mean, not yeah. quite we didn't at first. meet on Facebook. We met. We met in real life. We met IRL, as mm. social media calls it. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> we always talk like this, guys. Um, but then, yeah, long story short, we met in real life, but then reached out. I reached out to him on Facebook, and then sparks flew. Yay, fireworks. No. Not then exactly. You, then you forgot to respond <laughs> to my message for like a month. Oh, really? And then it's sparks true. flew. It's true. I well, I wasn't really using Facebook that much you at the time, seven. and I was traveling, and I'm a seven, and yeah. I was sevening it up. Um, I just moved to LA, and I was wee. Yeah, I was all over the place. Yeah. Your, list, your listeners are all gonna know. I was like numbers, I mean, best life. The Enneagram numbers. I mean, okay, Michael's a seven on the Enneagram. In case, but anyone who knows what a seven is will be like, oh, he was a seven. What am I again? I think you're a five. Uh, oh yeah. 
Do you think he's a five? I think he's a five yeah. with oh, a four I, wing. I took the test. I just burped right into the mic. Is that a if five with you? Show it, show it. <laughs> I think if Seven's had a song, it would be Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the Sleeping at Last guy is doing a song for each number. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's That's up committed. to five. Wow, good for him. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Does not he identify as he? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Do you? Out Do you? there? Do you? Who? Sleeping at Last? Sleeping at Last? The guy. I used to use it a lot more. <laughs> now I I just kind of do it honestly out of I kind of feel obliged as a photographer to post images here and there, but I don't really use. I actually use social. I use Instagram much more as a tool to reach out to hair and makeup artists, stylists, models, other photographers. It's more of a. It's less of a self-promotion thing and more of a networking thing for me. Mm. Um, I I really only post because I feel obliged. Mm. Same. I don't feel like the need to get affirmation like I think I used to um, as an artist. I definitely used to like do it to get all the likes. And I used to get way more likes even though now I've significant more followers than I used to. Oh, yeah. That's just the algorithm. Love yeah. that algorithm. When I look back at my old posts like three years ago, I got way more likes than I do now. Oh, and for I'm just real. Like, wow. Slow clap. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Way to make me feel good. So, okay. Uh, I want to hear one positive thing about social media and one negative thing. One, not negative, but like this is like a bad thing about mm-hmm. it or this is a thing that I wish I could change about it. Something. Anyone. Either one of you. Go. Uh, one positive thing about Instagram is I use it to send memes to my friends. Ah. And one negative thing about Instagram is it's a black hole of despair. Yeah, you find it to be like, does it make you feel depressed when you're on it? Or you just... Uh, if I'm on it for too long consistently, oh, I, I don't like sit and look at it for like an hour or anything like that, but I do open it up frequently and like scroll for a couple minutes because after about two, three minutes... Of looking at it, I'm like, eh, okay, that's yeah. enough of that. Yeah. It's enough of other people's lives being reflected in their best possible way to make you feel terrible about your own mm-hmm. life. Even though yours probably looks better than it really is, too. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. No, I hear you. All right. What about you, Mikey? I love that it's, even though... I agree with what Taylor just said about how it can quickly become this kind of comparison game. It also levels out the playing field in another way where, I mean, you could just reach out to anyone and everyone. You could reach out to Joe Schmo or you could reach out to Queen B. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you can send, unless it's, unless they turn off that option, you can send anyone a DM and that's pretty awesome because a lot of people are much more approachable than they lead on to be or than you might think. Um, and that's really cool that you could reach out to people that really inspire you and start a conversation with them and basically be like modern pen pals. I mean, can you imagine if like James Dean was on social media and we could just look back through like his Instagram posts or Marilyn Monroe, if she like kept any sort of, even if it was idealized right. to just have that like, actual look into their air quotes real lives and again like they would obviously still be dictating what their real lives looked like in air quotes um but that that would be it's still cool though yeah 
Yeah, like if Elvis, like any of the people that we kind of like idealize and turn into these sort of saints of, of American pop culture, if there was actually, it was interesting this week, Jade and I looked at uh, Madonna's Instagram and we were hmm. like, Ugh, Madonna's Instagram is it's terrible. It's so bad. It's bad. It's so bad. And we were both like, I love Madonna. Same. But her Instagram is hot garbage. <laughs> so bad and we both we don't like I, neither one of us follow her but we we looked at her account and we were both like oh this is actually not doing her any favors no and that's boy. actually so interesting because it does slightly alter the way that you see people so mm. it, let's say Marilyn Monroe had Instagram and had an Instagram that was hot garbage that would have totally impacted the way that I viewed her mm-hmm. whereas because right. I'm only seeing these beautiful, stunning, flawless, curly-haired, makeuped, you know, like, girl just with her head in uh-huh. her hands and champagne and all of the right. idealized beauty. It's it is it's more like she is this saint of, of perfection in my mind. But then when you have, like, the real Madonna and you're like, ooh, girl, that, mm-hmm. is, that is really rough. <sighs> I don't know what she's thinking. I don't. I've I've not known what she was thinking for a while. She with that grill she has. Does she still have that in her teeth? Acceptance, guys. I, I refuse to accept Madonna's <laughs> He's grill. He's in his journey. Yeah. Uh, this acceptance. is my. I don't think I'll ever get there to the point where I will accept that. Five years later, Tara's gonna be on Out of Line podcast again, and he's gonna be all grilled up. Oh, he's shit. gonna be grilling and chilling. Is this your, is this your ignorant phase? Your tolerance phase? What what phase are you in right now? This is my. Madonna, take that grill out of your mouth phase. (laughs) Always and forever. (laughs) That's really funny. I agree. I'm with you. I think the biggest negative about social media, and like Taylor, um, Instagram is really the only platform that I use. I think it's this constant comparison that almost everyone feels and is subject to constantly when they're on the scroll and the on appendix b just the like kind of devaluing of whatever you put out there it's just it's ingested for maybe one second Mm. and it's it's i mean i've thought about it myself i i get super down from time to time thinking that because i'm a photographer the only way that my work is consumed is on Instagram unless someone goes to my website and looks at the work that I've curated and basically created a, you know, an online gallery of, um, they're seeing my work for like maybe a second when I post it. And that's, then it just kind of quote dies on Instagram as people say, you know, it's like, it makes you, makes me feel sometimes like, well, what's, what's even, I mean, what's the point for, others for me it's fun to create it it's it makes you know it makes me feel good to make the art and all that but it would be nice if there was a little bit more of a intentional conversation or uh respect around that i guess yeah i don't know it is definitely not the best mode of selling books (laughs) good lord i can't tell you how quickly and intensely people swipe right past a picture of a book that I post on Instagram. Like I get like two likes every time I do that. Wow. And it's, it's my own fault. It's not good content. You right. know, like I will post something like, Hey, my book's available in so-and-so store. Here's a picture of it in the store. What? 
No one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? Mm. Yeah. But I needed content. I don't. I, I don't take pictures of stuff. I'm not a photographer. It's like the. That's like Michael's thing. That's the thing that I am worst at in this world is taking pictures of stuff. And I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what else to do to try and market myself. So I just keep doing the same thing and not getting anywhere. <laughs> I love it. Well, at least we know uh, what not, what I'm hearing what not to do. Yeah. But I think it is, it's like people, like social media is kind of there for people to consume. Like they're like, like even with the way that it sounds like you use it, like you open it a lot, you sort of flick through for a couple minutes and then you close it. And it's kind of that sort of thing of like, I'm going to yeah. just sort of see what's there. And I do that exact same thing. So I'm not here to like point fingers at all. But um in that sort of sense, like people, um, if they're there to just consume, then it's almost like as content creators, are we interested in just creating what people want to consume so that we get the likes and get the whatever, and then just kind of like continue to create this like echo chamber circle of, you know, one second, whatever. Or are we like air quotes, like real artists who, you know, I hear so many stories about other artists, whether it was, um, you know, Van Gogh or whoever it was who literally like didn't even get recognized or celebrated in their lifetime. Yeah. And so it's like, are we so committed to what we're creating and what we are putting out in the world as our like legacy, whether it's a book, a photograph, a movie, a script, whatever it is, if we believe in it enough that we're like, whether or not people get it in my lifetime, I believe in this. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that's harder and harder to like buy into when it comes to social media, because social media is such a, a like fast world of just like totally here it's here people either are like getting it and it's like every it's going viral like air quotes oh my god it went viral and it's like even then you get 30 seconds of fame Mm -hmm. so is it worth it or are you so committed to what you're creating that it's like i don't care whether anybody sees this or whether i'm just creating it because i like my soul needs to create this you know Mm. anyway that you don't have to answer that i just think it's an interesting Mm. it's an interesting Thing, and it's kind of a conundrum for the creative in 2018 who has it's like do you have to choose between one or the other or how do you feel fulfilled in what you're creating if it's not being acknowledged and celebrated in that yeah. moment <sighs> you don't have to answer it it's just yeah it's just out uh, there i'm surprised actually that because what i've actually been thinking more about lately and I'm surprised I didn't say this is because um, I, I more watch people's stories and I actually scroll now. Mm. Um, yeah. And I something that is disheartening or maybe that I'm critical and judgmental of is part of me. Part of me wants to engage in people's stories because it's a great way to find out about what's happening in the world. Like it's it's almost like a news source for me. But at the same time, I feel like just like my creative work photography posts die on Instagram, I also kind of feel, and I'm, and to be honest, I'm not really doing anything about it except having conversations with people, but I also feel like these big things that are happening in the world, the big news things or 
like um the the pc trends for to just put it in a banner they're like dying on instagram stories like something huge will happen in the world and it's like people jump on this news train like anthony bourdain dies and everyone puts a story on their instagram and then 24 hours later it's like that's over yeah like it's Mm -hmm. been marked in time but then it just disappears like the stories disappear and no one does anything about it or like the women's march like everyone's super gung-ho day of and then you know that's maybe not the best example because i do think there's a lot of people putting time and effort and energies into that movement but you know i think you get what i'm saying like Mm. It's almost like a ba- like bandwagon jumpers, like, oh, this is happening on the stories. I better put something out on my story right now so I can seem like I'm super PC and in the know and, like, I'm on it as well. So relevant. So See, relevant. that's something that I just refuse to do, mm. even if I even if I agree with it. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I really don't like being a part of any bandwagon, almost mm. to my detriment. Mm. Um Although right, I, I did, the- I guess I did post like some thing about like no one can really be illegal during all of the and there they are about important messages being, like detained and separated from their families, which has been happening since before Trump came into office. But we'll just talk about that. Later. And it's yeah, important that these messages get out, and I don't thing. think that people should stop sharing. Mm. I just think where are the motivations? How are how are they being carried forward? Is it just like a regurgitating, like, like different version of me too? Like I'm cool too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Motivations is really it's a really big one. Okay, so my podcast sponsor is Cat Footwear, and I love them. And actually, we both know some of the team. Yes, we love the team. Yes, they're great. I know they're so good. Um, Michigan, go people. Michigan, go Michigan. Um, <laughs> so one of the reasons that I love working with them is because they, first of all, they make great shoes, duh. But also because they are such advocates of taking risks. And the three of us here sitting at this table have taken a few risks in our time. Sure. So I'm going to ask each of you a different risk question, and then you Great. decide who goes first. So. Taylor, I know you just released a book, which is so dope, and it's all about stories, all about acceptance, and it's called What Does a Cat Mean? Mm-hmm. And I want to know about that risk and why now and and sort of where that came from. Um, I basically put it out now. I've I've never put anything out before as a writer. Um, I my Historically, I've not been a writer. I was a composer in uh, music. That's what I have a degree in. And uh, that's what I did for 15 years and uh, growing up. And uh, just a couple years ago, I started writing more because I quit music after college. And uh, I started kind of amassing a collection of short stories. And... Uh, this last uh, couple years, uh, my mom has been sick, and I did not want to have nothing to show for the fact that I've been working very hard on my art and practice for the last five years, even though nothing was there visibly. Um, 
So I decided that I was not going to wait until I had a publisher or wait until uh, I had a story published in some kind of uh, journal or paper or anything like that or magazine um, to have any kind of recognition first. I just said, screw it, and I'm going to put this book out and I'm going to make it myself because I want to have something to show my mom, basically. Mm. What's so. her reaction been? She loves it. She likes the book a lot. She's actually the one that uh, told me that it's all about acceptance because I didn't know that when I when I put it all together. I was like, well, these stories all kind of, they mean something together, and that's why the title is a question because I didn't. What does a cat mean? If you read it, you'll ask that. You'll probably wonder what a log means. If you listen to the story I just read, what a fish means, if you read one of the other stories. Um, and the point of it is just to kind of wonder. Uh, but she's the one that said, yep, yeah, it's pretty much all about acceptance. So That's, here we are now. I love that. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, Michael, I know you moved here from Michigan like what has it been three years almost three years to the day actually yeah um that's amazing and i'm so glad you're here p.s thanks also (laughs) yeah um so i know that you had a photography business and like were known as a photographer in michigan um so what was it like for you to basically like uproot and you know when you're not when you're not sort of an employee of someone else's business and you are freelance and you are your own boss and like if you're not working you don't necessarily eat um <laughs> how did you how did you get the courage to leave michigan and move to la and what's that been like thanks for asking i think it was very impulsive which is kind of part of my nature sometimes as a detriment and sometimes as a like okay it's about fucking time kind of thing um and so i was previously in a band for about six years and kind of realized we had i had had my time with that project and it 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 met what it needed to do for me um as a person and as a as a musician and I wanted to move on and basically experience other things and a different place. And Michigan just really wasn't a very hospitable place to be queer and try and be in a relationship. I mean, when I was on tour, there was no meeting gay guys. And when I was home, there, I basically knew every gay man in Grand Rapids. And I knew that <laughs> I didn't really want to date any of them. <laughs> um, um so my options were few and far between. <laughs> um, so I wasn't forced out, but I was kind of forced out. Um, and as soon as I was about to quit the band, oh, I have a sneeze coming on. Is it going to happen? <laughs> um, I'll just keep talking. Um, so, yeah, I had my last show and I came out to L.A. to actually go to this leadership conference. And then I went home to play my last show and I was lying in bed and I was kind of I, I was like had one of those I guess aha moments where I was like like WTF what am I doing here oh my god and so I didn't really sleep that night and the next day I was just like in my god I just knew that I wasn't gonna be I wasn't gonna stick around and probably other people knew before me I'm usually late to the game figuring things out for myself and about myself and the next day I just told everyone look I'm gonna move to LA and figure it out and so I played my last show 
in Chicago with my band and flew out the next morning from Chicago and just moved to LA. But I think even though I, even though I knew it was what I was supposed to do, like in my gut and in like impulsive, whatever, I knew that I had friends out here that were going to help me and help like get myself on my feet or whatever. Um, and I had a friend that was willing to let me stay at his place and people to connect me to potential jobs and that kind of thing. I guess the biggest thing for me was just learning to rely on other people and that there's nothing wrong with asking for help and reaching out to people. And if you hear no, it's like not a big deal at all. Um, so I just started reaching out to like everyone and saying yes to everything. And it really kind of happened really easily for me. I was lucky and fortunate to just kind of jump right into it and was pretty stoked right from the get go. Mm. Um, LA has always been a very creatively propelling place for me personally. Um, even though it's been difficult at times like financially or just trying to find time in the, in the rat race to like make time for community and do that kind of thing. It's been a, I can't imagine feeling more excited on a consistent basis to like living anywhere else, being a photographer and sometimes musician, I guess. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. LA. Well, I love that you say that you're lucky because I would tend to say that you have put in the work. Like, I think there would be a lot of people that would, would be like, I came to LA and I like sat in my living room and I waited for stuff to happen and never did. And so, you know, they might say like, it was so hard or like, I just wasn't one of the lucky ones. And I think luck is maybe part of it, but not, I think there also is a side to hear what I'm hearing is you were open and you put yourself out there. And those two things are huge parts of success, especially in a yeah, new city. I agree. But yeah. I think something too, like I don't I don't know if other people feel this way, but for me, I ended up getting a part time job at a restaurant at Kitchen Mouse because I realized I it was putting too much stress on me to rely on just my photography all the time and I came to a point where I just I needed something because it was it was so much stress that I needed to have something to rely on for like part of my income. And that was really good because it it took a lot of humility on my part to be like, OK, I can't like fully rely on my photo work right now in this time in my life. And I only ended up working there for six months, but I think it was more just like a stepping stone for me. Like, OK, this isn't this doesn't make me less of an artist or less of a whatever. Um, and it. I made a, met a lot of great people and made a lot of good connections there. Mm. And did any work it was just fun. come from anyone that you met there? Um, or I had. think I did one shoot from meeting someone there, hmm. but I think it more just kind of reaffirmed that I was better at just putting all of my energies into being a photographer as well. It was it was what I needed at the time, but it also helped me realize. I just kind of need to put more trust into being freelance and just kind of going for it. Totally. Sweet. I don't know. I love that. Long story not short. <laughs> <laughs> long story long. I long love story it. long. <laughs> um, what about you guys and self-care routine? What do you, do either one of you have like a thing that you're like, get off my lawn, this is the thing I'm going to do for myself today? Mm. Yeah, but most people would not call it self-care. <laughs> And that's 
smoking. Mm. I've been sober for two years, and it is my calm in the storm in most days. Um, I'm not a I'm not a very I'm not a person who's very good at sitting in social situations for very long. So it is my moment to escape without needing to explain myself, which mm-hmm. I find extremely stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's just very helpful for me to just say, okay, I'm going to walk outside for a minute and I'll be back with you in five minutes and I'm going to collect myself. I'm going to collect my thoughts and I might go on Instagram for a second and scroll mm-hmm. and just kind of get the noise out of my head for a minute. Mm. So, yeah, that's not exactly self-care, and I'm... Well, I'm hearing but, that for you it is, which Yeah, is, it, for me it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think... For like, most, it's not. Yeah, and there have been other guests on Out of Line that, you know, smoke, and they... Sometimes it's weed, and sometimes it's cigarettes, and sometimes they talk about it, and a lot of times, especially cigarettes, they don't. Um, yeah. And I think that it's, you know, thanks for being honest. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, I'm aware that cigarettes are not a great thing, but... Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm not a bad thing for <laughs> using them. Of course. And honestly, <laughs> sure. like, you know, alcohol is like so bad for us. Mm-hmm. And yet, I'm going to be real. I like myself a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do too, just too much. That's uh, why I don't. <laughs> that's why you're sober. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you for being sober. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. It's been, good, about- been, a, been a better two years because of it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I love it. Oh, we don't want that. No. <laughs> when I'm wise enough to do the self-care, because that's a big part of it in itself, is just to do it. Um, for me, it's either going on a long walk or going for a run, and that helps me really, like, declutter. It's like I just need to, like, jump up and down and get my, like, system moving in a different way and the blood flowing differently, and that really clears my head. Um, that or like picking up the guitar and just playing and singing to myself for a little bit. It's like mm. self-soothing to just hear myself sing, which sounds really narcissistic, but it's it's not. It's like very comforting. Mm. No, music is very healing. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I like to draw too. Ooh. Just so I'm not only being a Oh, and we both proponent. like, <laughs> we both self-care by way of our dog, Dave. Oh, yeah. Oh. I love Dave. We sit and talk about Dave for hours. Hours, actually. Hours. <laughs> While he's right there, we just talk about him, to him, with God, him. God bless Dave. I love you guys, and I love Dave. Dave is great. So Dave cute. likes apples on Instagram. Dave likes apples on Instagram. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> he's the cutest, y'all. Oh my gosh. Um, what about you guys and what you have in common with people who are different? to you and people who are the same as you. Something that you, you know, we've been talking about acceptance, which sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. Um, but if you were in a room with people of all ages and, you know, mm. non-binary mm-hmm. and, you know, people that you're like, I'm actually not like you at all. Mm-hmm. What's one thing that you could be like, well, we can connect on this. <laughs> this might sound like a Debbie Downer reply, but... It gives me, like, a peace to know that we're all wrong <laughs> at times, a lot of the time. Because sometimes I get really furious with certain family members or friends that are just, like, so obstinate and determined to always be right. It's, like, my pet peeve when someone is just, like, so damn self-righteous that they're 
unwilling to admit that they're wrong. And it helps me to know that I'm wrong sometimes. And maybe sometimes I've been unwilling to admit that as well. I don't know. It's just kind of like, I, I, right, I'll take a step back. We're all, we're all the same and that we're wrong sometimes. Hmm. Taylor. Hmm. I don't know what I have in common with anyone. So yeah, I, that's it. <laughs> I like it. I like the honesty. Yeah. Thanks guys. What about, tell us, uh, your book, where can people find it? Uh, so, uh, my, I write under a pseudonym, Siggy, S-I-G-G-Y. You can find me on Instagram at TheOtherSiggy or on www.TheOtherSiggy.com. It's mm. my radio voice. And uh, it's called What Does a Cat Mean? Uh, right now I have custom uh, books available. And I, in the next month I will have black and white editions available that are going to be significantly less costly to produce and also to sell to you. Uh, you can also buy the book on my website and on witchsy.com. That's W-I-T-C-H-S-Y.com. Like Etsy, but witch. Nice. Yeah. And that's a very cool site. And you can buy all sorts of cool stuff from all sorts of cool artists on there. Oh, so cool. so oh, cool. So, so cool. So cool. Uh, it's only 20 bucks, though, right? It's $20. Okay. Yeah. It's not like it's a $40 yeah. book. It's and just, people, it takes Taylor like an entire day to make a book. So it does not. <laughs> don't you shrug it's at $20. $20. It does not take me an entire day, but I do spend a lot of time making books. Um, the process takes a day, though. Don't the proce- argue with The that. process takes a day for multiple books at a time true but even if you were to just make one book it would take an entire day true thank you do more than one at a time all right i'll also be at an event called presence uh, at the hi-hat on july 15th it's on all ages event and uh, proceeds uh, benefit familia trans queer liberation movement sweet is that in la that's in la at the hi-hat yeah rad and if you want to say hi to me, I'll be there. Or you can talk to me at Michael Newstead. No A in Newstead. Just oh, yeah. T-E-D. Not yeah. like the homestead. Like, like, no, no. You figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> N-E-W-S-T-E-D. Thanks so much for being here. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. It was so good to hang and chat. <sighs> You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast and let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?